Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Good evening, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. You can imagine how happy I am. I'm glad to be among you. Many of you, I already know you. We met several times. Some of you, I don't, maybe you are new or I am new for you. Uh, we've been working with Lifeline Churches till 1998. <laughs> it's a long journey. And we're still friends. <laughs> but, well, I, I really treasure many of our memories. I'm so um, glad and grateful to God. Um, because he made this lifelink connection, you know, this, this connection of life, of interaction, of growing. It was such a beautiful uh, blessing from God to meet you, to grow with you, because we grow together in these years. Uh, when we, uh, when all this started, it was, it was just Living Word Church. Uh, now you are four churches, and maybe tonight will, you know, maybe in this this year would be another one, or next year would be another one. Uh, I hope so, because uh, Cross Point was born like ten years ago. Then uh, this one was later, seven years ago, six years ago. Then Hope. Church was three years ago, so you are around the day to give birth again, you know? <laughs> I was calculating that uh, this afternoon. Um, as, as David says, uh, I'm going to put this on the shelf, and maybe I'm not going to use it, but... <laughs> okay. No, this side. I want to, first of all, I want, would like to encourage you um, with the work that you are doing all over the world uh, and partnership with other churches. I heard a phrase that John said today and blessed me a lot. Let's find another way to do this. Could you take this, Courtney? The, 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 the black one. Yeah, thank you. Um, I print many pages to, before coming here, and I wrote now by pencil. <laughs> that things happen. I, I want to encourage you with the work that you are doing and uh, connecting with other churches and the churches in, in South America, in Africa, in Asia, keep doing it. Be, be boldness and, and full of faith to keep doing it because you don't need to, be, to make a big thing to change the life of the people. Kingdom is a matter of seed. Yeah. And whatever it's little in, your, in our eyes, it's a great change in the eyes of God and in the process of generations. We... We are part of a little seed that was planted 
1997, you know, for a mission, an apostolic team that went to Argentina and made the connection. And then we started a relationship with John and with Living Word. We are part of a little seed that affected us in all these years. And that DNA is still in us. Unshi Network is, uh, have a, a, a part, um, I have vocabulary in Spanish. Tenemos bastones del, del ADN de ustedes en nosotros. We have, uh, el ADN tiene partes, se llaman bastones, pero no en inglés. Yeah, we have, DNA, we have DNA that we share, you know, together we are the same, we have the same DNA. Well, no, I don't know the same, but part of you is in us and part of us is in you, you know. And yeah, we are not uh, gemenos, uh, clones. We are not clones or twins, uh, but some of you it's in us. And I, for sure, I believe I, I can see Some of us is among you. And Onshe grow up a lot in these years. Uh, we, are many church, we have many churches all over Latin America. But there is a, something of lifelink churches that is flowing um, among us. One of the things is that when you went to Argentina, the first trips that you made there, and then you keep going and going, and you went to different part of Argentina, then Bolivia, then also Brazil. And now it's possible that you're going to go to, to Panama. In all those trips, you went there to, uh, to come alongside with us. And you bless us with that attitude. And I share this with the, with, um, the people that was, um, that was in the mission trip gathering. But I want to share this little thing with you. That when you went to Argentina and other countries, you came alongside us. And that is so, so good in the impartation that you produce. Because you were not there to help us, you went there to serve us. And that is a huge issue. When Jesus came to the earth, he did not, he did not come to, to help us. He came to serve us. He was in the position to help us because he was in, in a greater, superior position. But he humbled himself not to serve us like he was in a superior position and help us. He came alongside us and he served us. And that is an impartation in us. And we are treasuring that in Unche Network. We come alongside many pastors in Latin America. We, we come alongside them and we look for, impart that DNA in them. So what I started so many years ago in a little seed, it's, it's growing, it's giving, bearing fruit, is running all over Latin America. And you are part of that. You, you are much bigger than four churches in the south of, of Chicago. You are many churches in Latin America. You are part of that. You, your family is extended in Latin America. Our family is extended in the States. We have different names like 
Israel, you know, we are different tribes, but the same nation. Okay, so I, will, I would let you continue with the preaching that I made today in Living Word. So if you want it, if you want to, to know more or to um, know the, the beginning of this word, you, you just ask Dave or the people of Living Word with the, with the recording of today's. I want to share this. If you don't ask the, the, the recording, you're going to understand anyway. But, yeah. Um, I would like to share this. Today we share about Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. There, you will, you will find, if you want to look for that, a, there you find Epaphras' uh, prayer. It says there that, Epaphras was wrestling in prayer always for the church in Colossians. And according to the, to the tradition, not the Bible, but the tradition says that Epaphras was the, the founder or the person who planted the church in Colossians. And I, I understand that he planted the church, he spent time on the church, and then goes, now he's with Paul, um, maybe at the prison, uh, reporting him the situation of the church, the condition of the church, sharing with him. And Paul wrote the letter, the Colossians letter, um, in a way to respond to that report and send it through Tychicus, <laughs> Go, uh, going back to uh, Colossians, the, the Colossians. You will find that in Colossians 4, verse 1, 2, 3, and Colossians 4 verse 12 to uh, 15 more or less. So, uh, but I, I, I was touched by the pray, uh, Epaphras prayer because he was praying for things that last long. Yeah. He said in that prayer that God may found the church, the Colossians, uh, stand firm, perfect, and complete in the will of God. Those three things. The first, but the first thing, the, the, the thing that captured it all, is that he was not praying for material stuff. He was not praying for things that do not endure, do, that are just, you know, things. For example, they were, he was not asking God uh, that the persecution, the persecution stop, you know? I learned from my, from my friends in Cuba, my friends in some parts in Africa, uh, that they don't care about the persecution, if stops or continue. They pray for themselves and for the church to stand firm in that situation. No matter if Caesar is ruling or a Christian ruler come to the throne, what matters is if the church is strong enough to bear it and to manifest Christ in that process. In my opinion, and maybe that is just my opinion, in the, in the when get hard, the fruit is better. One of the worst 
one of the worst environment of the church is a peaceful environment. We, when there is no suffering and there is no stretching in faith, when there is, when everything is right and good and you know kind and you know, it's too peaceful. We, we usually nos relajamos. We relax too much, and we do not produce the fruit that he is expecting from us. We we are like those trees that grows in in hard conditions, but bear good fruit. You know, como la higuera, like the higuera, like the free. Um, Como la higuera. Higuera? What's the, the word? Higo. Higo. Fig. Like the fig tree. You know? Uh, it usually grows in hard conditions and bear a good fruit when it's dry. You know? For example. Um... So, let, let's go back. You, you may uh, listen to that preaching later. But Epaphras was praying a very good prayer. That's why Paul recorded and write it back to the Colossians. This is, this is Epaphras praying for you. He's praying so you may stand firm, be uh, found perfect in him and complete in him. So, a good prayer. Because a good prayer... Shape the expectation of us. Our expectations are shaped by the kind of prayer that we make. If our prayer is materialistic and uh, our prayer is focused on our needs, that's that kind of prayer shape our expectations. Whatever we pray, we will waiting for that for those results. You know. So that's why I found in the Bible that in several verses we found the prayers, Jesus' prayer, yeah, the the um, uh, the Father. How do you, how do you call the, the the Lord's prayer to the Father, and then uh, John 17, the other prayer of Jesus. We found the prayers of Paul, and also we found the prayers of Timothy, Epaphras. Tychicus and other people there in the Bible, we found their prayers. And when we looked to their prayers, we found that they pray for things that last long. And I encourage you as church to study the prayers of the, in the New Testament prayer. Those prayers speak loud to us the way we should pray, not because we we, re, we should repeat those, those prayers. But we need to see the priorities they used to have. And, uh, and, and value those priorities. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray for the needs that, the needs that you have. But I'm saying that we, we need to prioritize, you know, the will of God. Yeah. Yes. Amen. The will of God. 
Because that would shape our expectations. What we are expecting for. If we pray for things that are material, things that are, do not last long, that, that will be our expectation. Think for this life. Things for, for, our, for ourselves. Things that has to do just with our needs. When we, we, we pray like, like Epaphras, let the church be st stand firm. Let the church found perfect in your will. Not, not only the church. Let, let reduce the, the church into something that we can bear every day. Family. Let God, this is my prayer. Let my family found firm in your will. I don't know if we are going to have all we want. But I want that my children, my family, my marriage would be firm in your will. All the days of our life. And here goes a little bit of what we were sharing during this week with some of you. With results or without them. Let your will be done. With results or without it. Because we are in, in America. All America. Now I'm not talking about North America. All America. We are or the Western church. It's, it is so results oriented. The number of the people. The number of the, the congregation. The, the people that are coming. The people that is going away. The, the, the money. The, the expenses. And it's, usually we are so caught up into numbers. But God is not looking to us or looking in us, looking for an, uh, results. He's looking for fruit. And sometimes you don't have results, but you are bearing fruit. Because fruit has to do with character. The fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace, faith, love, kindness, long-suffering. Those kind of things are the things that He is reaping from us. He came to us to found joy, not results. And many times we don't have results. And when we don't have results, I hope that we may give fruit. Because that's what he is expecting from us. Sometimes we are in our churches, we are under the anointing of Gideon. Every season we have less people. You know? And you said, well, we started with, I don't know, 50, 60, and now we are 55, 45, 40. And you, you feel that you are, uh, I don't know, like you are losing the battle. Maybe you feel that you are not a good elder or leader or pastor because you are losing people. But love, but God loves to Make his work with few people. So the, the glory is for him. You know? He loved to do the, his will with not many people. That's why I love the way that you split the church in many churches. I love the way that you become uh, several churches, four churches from one church. I love that. 
150. That's a beautiful number of people. Don't matter. 50, 200. It's beautiful. That range is beautiful. It's beautiful because you don't have enough people to proud about it, but you have enough people to do the work. So prayer is something serious from the perspective of how we shape the expectation of our leadership, our family, our church. And Jesus made two prayers. And now I'm going to the message of tonight. Uh, Jesus made two prayers. The first one was in Matthew chapter 6, you know, chapter 6, verse 9 onwards, there is the Lord's Prayer, yeah? to the Father. I don't like much the Lord's Prayer, because it's the Son Prayer, the prayer of the Son. Yeah? Yes, All the sons and daughters, because it's Father who's in heaven. No? It's not the relationship of a Lord with, I don't know whom. It's the relationship of sons and daughters with the Father. The second prayer is the prayer of Jesus. How do you call that prayer in English? High priest prayer. I don't like either. (laughs) In Spanish, it's also in that way. But titles are not anointed. I mean, the the, the titles are not the canon of the Bible. The, The titles are just there to help us to find... You know, content. But sometimes titles are so wrong. In the place where they are and what they are saying. You know, for example, the prodigal son. I don't like prodigal. Prodigal son? I would like to name that parable the wise father. (laughs) Or the loving father. More than the prodigal son. Because so focus on our need more and on his, you know, on him. He is the loving father, the wise father. But anyway, it's longer than that, the, 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 the message. But um, the high priest prayer, I would say the mature son prayer. The, a mature church prayer. When you see the content of John 17, you can see a mature son, mature spiritual son of God, the son of God, praying for the present generation and the generation to come yeah. with the things that last long. The important things. The things that will change the world. Not just their needs. The things that are going to transform the history of humankind. Not just. Not just the carpet of the church. Or the pulpit of the church. Jesus was praying for things that last long in that prayer. For the oneness of the church. The manifestation of Christ 
through the church, to the world. He was praying for, for the, the manifestation of the Father. The fatherhood of God through the church, through the saints, through the disciples, into the nations, the countries, whatever they would be. That, the, that He could manifest Himself through them, in them. I can see in the New Covenant, in the, in the New Testament, that burden in the life of Paul. That the, the church would manifest him, becoming his manifestation on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is a serious issue. Not because what we are battling against but we, what we are looking for. Yeah. It's not against someone. It's for someone. He was not uh, battling against the devil and the principalities and all that. He was praying for the church. Because it's the church is the church. All other things that do not matter. If the church is the church, other things don't matter. Because His character, His grace, His mercy, His love, He Himself is enough. He is enough. From our perspective, we saw the Lamb of God on the cross. From our perspective, we saw the Savior of the world hanging on the cross. But from the perspective of the Father of God, He didn't see His Son dying on the cross. Let me explain this. According to Paul, what was from above, he says that, Huh. Él triunfando en la cruz despojó a principados y potestades colgando en la cruz. I don't know that verse in English. Hanging on the cross. From, so from the perspective of the father was not just the son there was principalities and powers and all that. Expose, conquer on the cross by, by Christ, by Jesus. From my perspective, it's Jesus dying on the cross. From the perspective, from the eternal perspective, was all our, enem- all our enemies hanging on the cross. So we don't need to pray for that. The only problem that God have now is not the darkness. The only problem that God have to fulfill His will is you and me. You have no problem with the devil. The devil is defeated. 
Amen. He was defeated. Yes or no? Yes. yes. He was defeated. So, the prayers that I found in the Bible has uh, the New Covenant and the New Testament, the prayers are more towards, or maybe, let's say this, all of them are towards the church. Has to do with our life. Has to do with the manifestation of Christ in us. And let's say in this way. Please church, do not argument with God. Let him do, let, déjalo a Dios hacer su voluntad. Let God do his will. That was more, more or less the word of, of Paul in some of his prayers. Oh, in, in light his eyes so they may see you. They may see you, their, their calling. They may see the, 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 the riches of glory inside of them. So the problem is not outside. The problem is inside of, of us. So in the new covenant, God made us more responsible. He made us responsible more we are more responsible for the condition of the church than politicians, rulers of the world, the darkness, or whatever. We are responsible of the condition of the church. We are responsible of the next step in faith. We are responsible of the way that we are raising our children. In faith, in grace, in power, believing in God. We are responsible of that. The enemy was defeated. He only can lie to us. He's a good liar anyway. He's a father of lies. But let's go a little deeper. When Jesus prayed the, the, the prayer of the mature son, he said, let's go to Let's go to John 16, 17, please. I don't want to preach without reading the Bible. Some people will say, he did not read the Bible. So, <laughs> let's read a little. Uh, I'm making jokes because we are family. I'm not thinking about you all that, that way. I'm saying that because maybe there is someone who don't, don't know me and says, why is he saying that? No, don't worry. It says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. So you granted him authority over all people. It's NIV. Uh, over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those who, all those you gave him, given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the word you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world began. Just a little phrase about it. The, the son was so uh, focused on... Glorify the Father. Glorify you. 
The Father glorified the Son, and the, the Son glorified the Father. Uh, his only focus on this last part of his ministry is to finish this glorifying the Father. Manifesting his love. The glory of God is his love manifested. The lo, lo maximo, the, the maximum, the climax of the glory of the manifested glory of God is his love. In practical, in practice, there is his glory. His love in the practice. There is His glory. So, the, so, so Jesus is in, so focused on glorify the Father. Let me glorify you. And receive glory from what I'm going to do. And then He prayed for the disciples. And, and He says, I have revealed you to those. Uh, some, some version says, I revealed your name to them. Uh, to those who you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me. And they have accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you. And they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world. But for those you have given me, for they are yours. Jesus knew the power of the words that he shared with them. And I love this little thing that he prayed. It's little because it takes so short piece of it. It's big. Because when, let's explain this from this perspective. In the last supper, Jesus Wash the feet of the disciples. And his, and you remember Peter. He said, no, 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 don't, don't wash my feet. But then Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you will not enter in my kingdom. Or something like that. No, you'll pardon me. And then Peter, as always, said, okay, wash all, all of me. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You are clean by the word that I spoke to you. You are clean by the word that I spoke to you. You only need to wash, or I only need to wash your feet. A mature son, a mature church, no, uh, believe in the word we preach. We are, we are not controlling what we if if the word is giving results or not don't worry about the seed that you planted worry about the dna of the seed don't worry if it grow slowly or fast but be concerned about the quality of the word that you are sharing. The DNA of the word that you are giving to the people. To, to the church. To the community where you are. And 
when you when you are doing mission trips, what you are sharing with the church. Because if the seed, if the word comes from God, no matter how little it is, it will bear good fruit. It will produce the changes that uh, was sending to produce. Because if if come from God, have the power to clean us all. Have the power to grow inside of us. Uh, this prayer, Jesus' prayer, recognized the power of the voice of God through us in a preaching, in a sharing, in a communion, in a gathering, while we are having lunch. He recognized the power that the word of God, the voice of God had through us. That's why let us pray that we want to communicate your voice, God. We want to communicate your words, God. Not the text of a Bible, not the verses of a book, but the voice that come from you. Have sense for you? Yeah. You know? I know people who know this book very well, but they are not communicating life when they speak about it. I know people that are away from the church. They are not uh, congregating, you know, having communion, but they know this book in such a way that, whoa! It's incredible, but have no power for them and for others. It's exactly the way round. They that word is condemning, con, los, los condena, condemning them. You could say that the word itself is sitting in judgment on them. Yes, for knowing that. exactly, and affect others with that word because there is no okay let's say it there is no um, worst enemy of the truth that those who were in the truth and did not abide in it Okay, could you say it aloud? <laughs> you say it in such a good way. So did you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Javier said that there, the worst enemy of the truth is the one who had the truth but did not remain in the truth. That's why when Jesus spoke about the liar, the enemy, Satan, he said that he was in the truth, but he did not remain in the truth. That's why he became the father of lies. God called us to abide in the truth. To share the truth, the truth because the truth has power in it and remain in it. That's why that, that was the Jesus' prayer. I'm not going to preach all 
John 17. Don't worry. I'm not going to pray, uh, preach all that chapter. But some little things that uh, help us to shape our expectations. Just, just that. And Jesus pray for they would uh, remain in the truth, stay in the truth. Uh, that the, the, the word that was spoken to them, he knew that it was powerful enough to maintain their life to keep them alive, to be uh, a blessing to others. Um, that's what God, call is, God is calling us through this verse to uh, abide in Him. Um, abiding in Him is to abide in His truth. Love the truth. Love the Word. Not the book. The Word of God. And... Not the knowledge and the repetition of verses, but love the substance of the word, the spirit of the word, the life of the word. Because when you love that, you will communicate that, whatever you are, and without words. When you love the truth, you are going to be able to communicate the truth even without word. The same way that many of you did in all those mission trips yeah. that you make. Some people that went in the mission trip were a little concerned about the language barriers. When you love the word, when you love the truth, when you love his voice, when you love him, when you abide in him, you are not going to need too many words. You are not going to need even to spoke about him. The fruit of your life is going gonna, is gonna to be enough. For this generation and for the generations that we are going to reach. That's the power of this prayer. And the prayer that we need to make. Let's pray for a church that is glorifying God. That abide in the truth, that the prayer of Jesus is to become one in his will, in him. Look at those topics of the prayer. And let's pray in that way for our churches. I know that the people who come in this evening are is people that is looking for something more. And you were in the in the morning meeting and now you are in this evening meeting. And you are looking for something more. I ask you that you don't expect nothing from this preacher from South America. But uh, be exhorted to become what you are expecting from me. Not me. Become what you are expecting from a preacher from abroad. Become that. Become that person where you are. I have nothing to give you except what God put in me. And if He put in me, He put in you. It's inside of you also. So my prayer, my prayer today and the way that I'm trying to share this content, this preaching, is that we may pray... Jesus prayed for all the church, for all the churches of Lifeline churches. 
here in the south and the other ones in the north, that we may pray his prayer for the church. So the church would mature, grow, become responsible of the life that is inside of the church. Let's share this. When, my, when Elizabeth uh, was pregnant of Franco, I remember one day she, she loved... Uh, oh, you don't have this here. Okay, let's say she loved chocolates. In fact, she loved chocolate. <laughs> but it was not chocolate. It was another candy. And... Uh, she, she still loved chocolate, but in those days, uh, I, I, every time that I was away preaching or whatever, when I come back home, I brought a, a big piece of chocolate to share with her, not to give it to her, to share with her. <laughs> and <laughs> You were too serious that way. So, and one day I brought a, a several uh, little chocolates from different flavors and that, uh, so she took the, one of the, those little packages of chocolates and one of those uh, little packages fall on the ground with uh, the chocolate inside so usually would, she would she would no hubiera perdido la oportunidad she wouldn't lost the opportunity to pick up that, uh, that chocolate, you know, remove the package and eat it. But when she was going to do that, she reminded she was pregnant. And she left the chocolate. When you know what is inside of you, you care for that. You focus on that. And that was Jesus' prayer. That was Paul's prayer. When you know what is inside your, of you, you want to care that so it may come alive, come manifested. Care for the thing that care. Put, um, keep the main thing the main thing. Prioritize his manifestation in your life. If its phrase has to do with sin, let's go away from sin. If this phrase has to do in your life with purpose, walk into the purpose of God. If this has to do with a decision, take the decision according to the deposit that is inside of you. If the chocolate falls on the ground, Think twice. What is going to be your next step, decision? How are you going to care for the life, the grace, the glory, the character, the person of God itself, himself, that is inside of you? So we are going to pray now in two minutes more. We are going to pray. And when we pray, I would like to pray together. No, this South American preacher that comes from so far for you, 
but together. I was thinking to pray for you, but no, because I'm, no, it's not good. It's not good for you and it's not good for me. We are going to pray together. I want, let's pray for things that are important. For the majority of the person that is next to you. For the life of Christ manifested in his business, job, in the school, in the college. Pray for the fears and the doubts that would be quiet by the grace and the faith and the power of God in the life of your friend or family, spouse. Pray for the things that endures and the things that will change people the life of Christ in us this life that is growing inside of us and want to manifest this life that wants to manifest in our life the prayers Jesus prayer Paul's prayers has to do with that manifestation. Has to do with let's quiet ourselves, let uh, disappear, like like John the Baptist attitude that we may disappear so he can be manifested. Don't matter if people remember your name or your church. What is important is that people. Be touched and affected with the life of Christ through us. No matter that. If you are going to cross the street and share the gospel with your neighbor, or you are going to take a flight into South America or Africa, no matter. Wherever you go and wherever you are, the, you, the life of Christ would be manifested in, through your life. And becoming responsible. Let's stop blame the system, the politics, or the darkness. Let's become responsible for the deposit that is inside of us. We are the only responsibles of that. There is no other. There is no other person or entity that is responsible for the manifestation of God in our life than ourselves. But we can pray for the person that is next to us. So that would manifest it. Like Peter, like Paul, like Epaphras, like Tychicus, like Timothy, like Jesus. Pray for us. So let's stand together. And let's pray for, like a mature son of God, let's pray for the thing that matters. Let's pray not for... Not, please, not, not even pray for the money that you need for the mission trip. Because that is going to come. Don't even pray for things that look uh, holy or saint. Maybe it has to do with the, this building or the building where you gather. Let's pray for people. For your brother, for your sister. That, that is much important than a bench. Or a room where, where we can gather. Thanks for all these beautiful buildings that you, we have 
in, in this region. Thanks for every building that gathers people of God there. But let's pray for the thing the, 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 that matters most. The, the living Son of God in us. The, this living creation. You, me, this beautiful family. Amen? Amen? So, I don't know if you are used to do this, but um, take the hand of the pe- person that is next to you. It says, let's do this like the old school. Well, this is a little like the old school. Let's pray for the, next, the person that is next to you. If, you. if that person is your spouse or your... Uh, or your body, your partner, you, if you want to put the, the arm around, you know. This is very Latin. South American. Don't, if you feel a little uncomfortable, you can take just a hand, you know. You know. We are going to pray. You, you know, I, let, let me tell you this. I am joking because I don't want that you get moved for what we are saying or doing. When you preach for a long time, you know how to make people cry. But cry never changes people. It's obedience, it's faith, what's changed people. You know? That's why sometimes I make jokes in moments that where others shh, maybe don't do that. Because I don't want that you cry while you are praying for the person that is next to you. I would like that you may input, faith, encouragement, blessing, and you receive that from the person that is next to you. Maybe you cry, maybe you not. God is not collecting tears this morning, this evening. He is looking to our faith. Because if you want to please God, He is expecting faith from us. Those who look for please God, just have faith in Him. So, let's pray for the person that is next to us. If you remember John 17, some part of it, pray John 17. If you remember Papa's prayer that I share with you, Colossians chapter 4, pray that prayer for the, ne- the person that is next to you. Pray a prayer that, that endures. Don't ask for the need. The need will be satisfied, meet in the wild. Maybe someone would be healed this night. Maybe someone received an, a blessing in his um, job or something material. But let's pray for something that is not material. It has to do with the life of Christ in our neighbor, family. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you, we worship you, we honor your name, we love you, Lord, we love you, Father. You are the center of our life. You are all we need. You are all in our life. We honor you, Lord, in this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the four churches that are gathered in this 
place, Lord, this evening. I bless them. I ask you your blessing upon them in the name of Jesus so you may manifest it in their life. I pray for my brother, for my sister, for the pastor, for the elders, for the leaders that we may manifest your life. Your, your, your grace, your kindness, the fruit of the Spirit would be manifested in our gatherings, in our life. So we may bless others. That you may manifest your life in our lives. So the people would know you better. Would know you through our families, through our marriage, through our own life. We want to be responsible of the deposit that you put in us so you may manifest your life. Christ be manifested in this generation. We don't want to hindrance your manifestation with arguments, with doubts, with fears of the soul, with uh, uh, blaming the system, the politics, or the darkness. We don't want to blame anybody. We want to open ourselves and glorify your name in obedience, dying to ourselves in such a way that you can live in us and manifest your life. Lord, come, come and manifest it, manifest your life through our, our life. Let our marriage glorify your name. Let our family glorify your name. Let our pastoral work, our eldership, our teamwork manifest your life. In this generation, in this community, Lord, we made responsible to ourselves for the growing of the church. We assume, Lord, we assume that we assume the burden of manifesting your life, dying to ourselves, dying to our own purpose and plans, and live for you, Lord. So the nation would know you, Lord. So your glory would shine in our life in such a way that the nations will run to you, Lord. Lord, my prayer is that the deposit in, in lifeline churches, in our churches, would be care, growing, manifested in this generation, Lord. Again and again again. And again, in every work that we are doing, Lord. In the mission field, in the neighbor's parade, in the youth group, in the elders, in the elders team, in all the things that we are doing, Lord, we want that you be manifested. We want to care for the deposit. We want to care for the deposit of glory. For your person in us. Your life in us. Christ in us. Hope of glory. We want you care for that Lord. Let us be mature enough. Let us to be mature enough. In the name of Jesus. Even when the results. Are not there. Even when we lose. And we are not gaining. Let your, be, let your will be done in us, Lord. Even when we are going to lose something. Even when we look the people going away from the church. 
We want to honor you, glorify your name. We want to glorify your name. Not attached to numbers or results or budgets, but connected with your life and caring for your life in us. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Thank you. I love you.